0: In the bounce, cuts off and takes the hand off baseline to the rack. Jammed it and was
1: fouled. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable.
0: And as promised here on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable, Warriors General Manager Bob Myers is joining me. I'm Tim Roy, Warriors and Spurs. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock is our airtime. on the Camp VR 680, the sports leader. And the Golden State Warriors radio network. So the trading deadline was noon today, West Coast time. But, uh, Bob, as we all know, sometimes that's the deadline, but sometimes it gets stretched out as far as paperwork and phone calls and, and conference calls until uh, later on in the afternoon. You've had a long and busy day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, a lot of, lot of dialogue. And this stretches back, Tim, for, uh, for weeks and months Exploring everything, and every team does it. And even teams you you would see that didn't weren't able to complete any transactions. It does not mean they were not pouring over different concepts and ideas on their own end. But for us, uh, it was it was a lot of time and energy spent in in trying to do what was most prudent for this team. And I, I think we accomplished some things uh, that that will give us some flexibility and for, for the present and also for the future. So it, it was very busy. It came down to uh, the very end for us. And uh, and you're right paperwork on our side just the conference calls and the trade calls was just completed not too long ago so talk about the two deals
0: that you've made uh jeremy tyler going to atlanta and the jenkins to philadelphia what were you trying to accomplish what did get done
1: well, you know, a couple things on a lot of different levels. Uh, I think for the for the players' standpoint, uh, both Jeremy and, and Charles, I think when you do something uh, like this, uh, where you receive back draft considerations and, and create fre- flexibility for yourself, you like to do what you think is right and the best for uh, for the players, if you can. Sometimes you can't, and that's the truth. But in this situation, we felt like both Jeremy and Charles were going to go to situations where they have a better opportunity to play. And it's difficult, Tim, uh, to sit across from a... From any player, young or old, and uh, let them know that they were traded. These are people, and uh, people we respected and worked hard for us, and uh, and uh, you know we're part of part of the reason we hope this this organization has slowly begun to turn around. Guys like this, so so that part was difficult, but for them to give them an opportunity, uh, for us it creates some flexibility uh, on the level on a couple different levels. One is to add another player, uh, creates a couple roster spots, uh, but to add another player. Should we feel the need going forward? It gives us that option. Uh, secondly, uh, as far as getting out of the luxury tax, uh, which which these days in the new collective bargaining agreement carry uh, carry a couple different kinds of penalties. One is strictly financial um, as far as paying a luxury tax, not getting a luxury tax distribution. But for, for the fans and, and for people that support the team, the, the monetary element isn't too exciting. But as far as how it helps us on a basketball operations side, It does give us the chance to sign somebody else uh, for the rest of the season. And uh, the truth was Jeremy and Charles were not getting a great opportunity to play for us. And and we did not foresee that changing uh, for the next 28 games. So this gives us a chance to add another guy. Uh, Secondly, uh, what was created in the new collective bargaining agreement was uh, something called system limitations when you were in the luxury tax. This deal now gets us out of the luxury tax we have an increased amount of latitude should we want to make a trade at the draft um and and it gets into some some very small minutia but the bottom line is is that we can now uh make trades uh without the the amount of rigidness that you needed to to do them under if you were in the tax and and then lastly there's something that they call a repeater tax so the more often you flirt with the tax and go into it the more punitive the nba can be and i know this is Again, sometimes uh, bogged, you get a little bogged down in this stuff, but the bottom line is for our organization going forward and in the present, it creates increased flexibility, and we felt like it was the prudent thing to do. Well, for fans who want to know
0: more about the uh, the CBA than they would ever want to, there's a gentleman <laughs> named Larry Coon on the, on the internet, C O O N, and, and he has he breaks down the, the collective bargaining agreement for you. You can Google him and and read all about it. So so basically by by making this move you can sign another player and not be in the tax situation.
1: Yeah. And that was that was some of the motivation and and to be clear um for the listeners there was no mandate from ownership to get out of the tax. There was no uh pressure on that end uh, and and I think that's a blessing for somebody that's in the position that I am as a general manager to tr- to try to win and that's that's the one goal that that I've been tasked uh, to and our basketball operations uh, staff has been asked to do is win. And so uh, to have an ownership group that that is not saying, like a lot of teams in the NBA, uh, are saying you better get out of the tax, that was never a directive. Uh, We felt like we had to be responsible and and, and see what made the most sense basketball-wise and economically. But this deal and these deals, uh, Tim, were mostly done for basketball reasons. It creates flexibility. Like you said, we can, C-A-N, sign another player. Uh, and uh, for the rest of the season, and be still be under the tax, so it gives us that opportunity. And then also, like I said, if there's a trade that takes place, whether it's at the draft or in uh, free agency of July, it just gives us uh, a lot more opportunity to do something like that. So let me ask you a question, because just to
0: maybe make it a little more interesting for the fans, you can <laughs> sign other players. This
1: is an interesting.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying in terms of what you're trying to do, and I think right. I know exactly where you're going with right. this is is that you can sign – that was a very poor uh, way of me right. saying I apologize that's for that. A- um, you know, I'm a wordsmith. <laughs> I'm supposed to know these things. Uh-huh. The, but you can sign a player, and he can play in the
1: postseason? And if so, when is there a deadline that you have to sign that player by? Now, you know what? There is a deadline for players that are waived, uh, which is March 1st, I believe. You have to be waived by March 1st to be eligible to be on a playoff roster with a team. Uh, and conversely, to your point, that I don't think there's an end time uh, pr- when you have to be signed by. Uh, if you're just uh, a player that ha- has been waived already, you can sign him, I think, whenever you want to sign him. So uh, to answer your question, um, if there's a player right now that's not with a team, you can sign him tomorrow if you wanted to. Right. If a player gets waived uh, and you'd like to sign him, that just has to take place or tra- transpire prior to March 1st. Okay. Okay, so that, because because
0: I, I saw rumors that Miami is doing a similar thing by moving Dexter Pittman today, and that they're kind of freeing up a roster spot that they want to add somebody right. uh, for the postseason, so on and so forth. Uh, right. Again, our guest is Bob Myers, Warriors general manager. Very uh, stimulating conversation here on the Warriors weekly roundtable. I've got some questions from uh, people that who follow me on Twitter. Would you mind answering a couple? No, no problem. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll try to. Again, combine a couple here. I've I've got one where the fans were wondering about interest in in Josh Smith. Another, uh, Greg Monroe. is it, would, obviously you make you have a lot of discussions going on. I imagine that other GMs are calling you and asking about certain players, players like these guys.
1: Well, I I, I guess the the question was uh, towards us. Is that was the question was uh, a fan asking? Yeah, would they have? Did you have interest in Monroe or? Josh Smith? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't talk about another team's. Uh, Players specifically, it's just not allowed under the rules, which I think is a good rule. But um, to answer the question in a general sense, we're always looking to uh, improve the team and be uh, be smart about it. And I think what the fans um, will come to understand, and 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 in the past, to be honest, Tim did not the fan uh, uh, the fans did not have to understand was so many of the things that are done now are done with with the idea of how do they play out economically because basketball is now in the, with a the new CBA trending towards more what you see in the NFL, which is a hard salary cap. So what you're seeing now is so many moves uh, are are motivated for economic reasons, and it doesn't mean to save money. What that means more of is how uh, much flexibility do you have to take on contracts? Uh, does Do you retain a mid-level exception? Can you assume a big contract that a team is trying to move? Uh, there's so many components to it. When when you use the word economic, people always assume, well, you're trying to save money. That's not the case anymore. I think you didn't see a lot of deals that, that occurred at this trading deadline because people are fearful in a different sense. It's not necessarily saving money. It's can I afford to take that player on because what's he going to cost? Or can I take a contract on that may go out extra years? So I think you're seeing the dawn of a new era a little bit. In how teams view players and how they view trades, and uh, it's 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 a very interesting thing to to watch occur. Well when you uh, talk about different deals and and uh, uh, especially
0: this year, and you're looking at uh, the group that you have, you know, there's part, part of you saying, you know, I really want to see how this group reacts when we get Bogut going a hundred percent in full bore, and and maybe you know, encouraged by a performance like last night.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, Tim, what we've always envisioned is to to see what we are with a healthy roster, and that includes Andrew Bogut. So that's been the goal all along, unfortunately, and I said this, I think, uh, publicly a couple weeks ago, was we haven't had a great opportunity to do that, and that's the facts. I mean, we've had about eight games, uh, which is not enough of a sample size, in my opinion, and I think in our whole group's opinion, to make any determination one way or the other. And... Um, I believe that patience is a virtue in, in things like this, and, and you got to give a group a chance to gel. And that doesn't mean you watch a group that can't succeed and and wait into oblivion for it to happen, but you have to give a group a chance to develop chemistry, to play together. And uh, and, and specifically to Andrew, I'll tell you this. Yes, last night was, was a nice performance by him, but he'd be the first to tell you he doesn't think he's even gotten close to what he can be. Um so if that's just a glimpse of what he can do, then uh, that's good for us. It's good for Warriors fans, and uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch because, you know, it's 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 a good group. It's an exciting group, but you can see at times it fits perfectly well. And Tim, you do our games, so you know. And then other times, you will see situations where you say, "Man, these guys, they haven't played together as much as they need to." It's only been eight games, so it cuts both ways. Of course, the trades today: Jeremy Tyler going up to. Uh the Tyler and Jenkins
0: both being uh, traded today. Of course, Jenkins going to Philadelphia uh, for a uh, uh, future draft considerations. And then, of course, Jeremy Tyler was uh, traded uh, earlier also to Atlanta. And also in, in that particular deal, future draft considerations is the, the possibility there. Uh, as, as you talk about where you sent these guys, you give them a chance to play, uh, I'm struck by the fact that you sent Charles Jenkins to Philadelphia. Is that kind of a a, a favor or a, say
1: maybe a tip of the hat to Charles because that's so close to home for him? Well, again, Tim, you, you're trying to do any trade you do. You're trying to serve a dual purpose. And, and, and to be blunt, you have to take care of what's best for the organization first. And that may sound callous, but that's the truth in any business, I mean, uh, in any sports organization. But if you can, at the same time, do something that's a positive for a player that you like, that you respect, that's done good for you. You you do that as well. So the nice thing about both these players uh, getting traded to where they were was the teams that traded for him had inquired about them had said good things about them, had mentioned that they like him. So um, those were all good things. And, uh, you know, Charles, I, I have no doubts, going to make it in the NBA, as is Jeremy. But for us, uh, what we needed at this time was a little bit of flexibility and uh, and also going forward for us, I, I think we felt like um, you know to, to to get some guys uh, in there that maybe could help us a little bit more in the near term and future term. But but again, it's a very difficult thing to do. But but yeah, we think being maybe close to home is 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 never a bad thing. So we're happy for them.
0: Warriors general manager Bob Myers, our guest here on the Warriors weekly roundtable. I'm Tim Roy. Were you surprised by what
1: happened today league wide? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I thought, uh, it, you know, I'm privy to a lot of the conversations that are on, that are going on. So you do get wind of many things that you hear about. But, but what you learn pretty quickly, Tim, is that uh, most things that you uh, discuss don't happen, <laughs> whether it's you or any other team, for that matter. So most of the things that um, are discussed and, and uh, deliberated over, I'd say 95% of the things don't happen. So surprised i guess i'm a little bit surprised because um usually you see more things happen but i think uh, again going back to the message and the theme that we discussed a little bit earlier it's it's a lot of teams now adjusting to uh to life under the new cba and what does that mean and there's probably a little bit of trepidation there and i think uh you used to see the climate in the old cba where people would spend and spend a little more freely and now uh, you're seeing a little bit of tightening the belts and again that's going to be construed as teams are trying to save money and make money. That's not the case. When I talk about saving money, I'm talking about teams being afraid of going into the luxury tax because what that does now is not just cost you money, and, and, and a lot of teams would be fine paying that money. We would be a team fine paying the money. But unfortunately, uh, now, when you're in the luxury tax, it affects your ability to make trades. It affects your ability to do a lot of other things that it, that it used to not be able to uh, affect. As you look toward the summer, it seems like
0: looking at the the big picture for the Warriors, you'll have some flexibility, and you also have
1: uh, some decisions to make. There's always decisions to make, Tim. Uh, that's every oh, day. You don't, you don't get a day off in this this job. <laughs> I thought so, you know, but <laughs> I was wrong. I told my wife it'd be easier <laughs> than being an agent, but that was incorrect. <laughs> but oh, uh, you're, no, you're, you're going to hear about that for uh, years. You too. know what? Yeah. I I I. Th- I have learned that yes, there are no days off, um, and you're constantly thinking. And right or wrong, there are no boundaries. You're, you're trying to get your team better every day and every minute, whether you're whether you're at the trading deadline or approaching the traded deadline or approaching the draft. So we have a lot of decisions to make. Do we want to try and get in the draft this year? We had four picks last year, which was a lot. Do we want to try to get in this year? We have some money to spend to potentially buy a pick, which we haven't been opposed to, in, in the past, and our ownership is willing to do. What what other trade possibilities might might come available at the draft. Uh, what do we want to do in free agency? So we are. We believe in in a good situation. I think after this draft, uh, where we may possibly have to, and it looks likely, concede our pick to the Utah Jazz, which has been something that's been in the works for a while. So after that, debt has been paid. Uh, we're excited about uh, having clean books, uh, having all our first round picks going forward. Uh, have a, a ton of money in expiring contracts. I think it's something like thirty something million dollars, which is a huge advantage, um, and this year, you know, we were a small player in the trade market, but but next year, I can tell you, a year from now, which sounds, seems like a long time, having a, a big chunk of expiring contracts, having some very good young players, I imagine uh, whether we do anything or not, who knows, but our phone's going to be ringing off the hook next year, um, I can promise you that, which, which is a good position to be in.
0: Talk a little bit about uh, the Santa Cruz Warriors uh, this year and uh, the type of, of uh, players that you have seen assembled on that
1: roster. It seems like they have some some potential uh, NBA talent down there. Well, I know this. We were watching our game last night, and uh, Kirk Lake, who's the GM of the Santa Cruz Warriors, looked over his shoulder and said, Guess how many turnovers we have at the Santa Cruz Warriors? And I said, I don't know. How many do we have? He said, 30. I said, 30. He said, it's the third quarter. I said, Wow. <laughs> he said, but we're winning. And I said, uh, I said well, you can win a game and turn it over. I think we turn it over 35 times and still won. Um, which you know you could argue that's that's not something I should share. But uh, you know what? We're happy with the D League team. Travis Leslie has been great down there. I think he was the MVP of the D League All Star Game last week in uh, in in uh, Houston, which Kirk and I attended. And, um, uh, and Nate Bjorkman's doing a great job. tally Potapenko, the coaching staff down there. So we're very proud of uh, the team and how it's doing. We don't want them to turn the ball over as much as they have. Uh, we're very proud of the situation that we've uh, been able to uh, develop with, with with players going down there when they needed to. So it's been a really good thing for us, and I think uh, it will continue to be one. Uh, Tim, just two final questions for you. Let's talk about the team
0: right now on the floor, and uh, obviously snapping the losing streak was you know that had to happen to you know for this team to kind of regroup. I think they did that last night. They looked a lot more aggressive. The energy level was very good. Uh, what do you see now? We're down to what twenty nine games left in the season. You know,
1: what do you what do you like about this group going forward? Well, I like the potential of the team, Tim. I think we've got work to do. I think um, there's moments where we look uh, look great, and there's moments where we don't. And I think developing some consistency and uh, finding ways to score when we're not making jump shots. So I, I'm I'm probably too critical. I I I'm probably too critical of the team, but I will tell you this: we're very young. We have a second-year player at the two guard, a, a rookie at the three. Uh, we've been playing a lot of young players coming off the bench. Um, even Curry is only in his fourth year, so we're a relatively young team, and that that's a great thing in some respects. But you know, a veteran team uh, that that's had more experience um, sometimes, you know, that, that is a positive, and that's something we have to uh, lean on David Lee for, and Jared Jack, and Andrew Bogut, and Carl Landry. So I like I'm encouraged by the future. Um, we have work to do. We have a lot of work to do, uh, and it's a very difficult league. It's a very difficult conference, but um, I like the growth potential of the team, and uh, we just have to continue to work hard, Uh, myself and our basketball operations group, uh, coaching staff and players, um, because um, nobody's going to give you anything in this league, so you have to go out and earn it. But um, we're confident that we're moving in the right direction. So as we head toward uh,
0: the end of – actually the beginning of of March, we get down to the final – week here in 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 february i assume that that uh, you'll be pretty active and looking around to see if there is a player you can add to this roster
1: yeah absolutely i mean that's uh you hang up the phone and consummate the trade and in the next breath who's available so it's got to make sense for us and uh, like i said i mean some players are out there available right now are those the right guys or are some players going to get bought out uh in the next week or so I mean, you, you just got to monitor it all and see, see what your options is and make, make the best decision. There's a 10, there's an option to sign a guy for a 10 day contract. So the, the nice thing and the, and the, um, uh, the mo- motive or behind doing the deals we did was to create that opportunity. Whereas if a player had come about, uh, that we liked whether now or in the next week without this deal and these deals occurring, we couldn't have signed anybody. We were uh, at our cap. So we're, uh, of cap of 15 players so we, we like where we are uh, so this gives us another opportunity to to, to try and uh, help the team win well bob uh, congratulations
0: on uh, the trading deadline day and the uh, best of luck in in your pursuits to to continue to improve the ball club and, and the great start they're having this year and and they're uh, looking forward to the stretch uh heading for the finish and uh, heading for the postseason yep sounds good tim thanks for having me on